thank everybody again for uh, coming and visiting another episode. Um, if you've watched more than one, you realize that I still haven't given this a name. So um, I say I'm going to do it. I haven't done it, but I'm going to get serious about it eventually. Um, today's episode, we are going to focus on what small businesses can do right now in order to remain successful. Uh, we want to provide some information and some uh, some guidance and some tips. And here to do that, uh, we have Ms. Yuta Bangs. Yuta is um, the director of the Small Business Development Center um, at Rome State Community College here in, uh, well, actually, she's in Oak Ridge. I'm obviously here in Knoxville. Yuta, how are you doing today? I'm doing just fine. Thank you for having me, Kenneth. Thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, Yuta, you want to give us kind of um, a little bit of background about yourself, um, you know, how you got to the position that you're in, right now and then obviously what you do um, for, the, for the small business community on a day-to-day -day basis. Absolutely, absolutely. So you can probably tell from my accent, I'm not exactly from East Tennessee. <laughs> I don't know what gives it away. I'm always puzzled. So I'm originally from Germany. Um, met my husband there a um, little over 20 years ago who was stationed with the Air Force in Germany and he brought me back as a souvenir. <laughs> so I ended up in Wyoming for a while, which was a different experience. While I was there, um, I started my first own business. So I worked from home, um, became an entrepreneur. Um, when he retired from the service, we were looking for a new place to move to, and we chose Oak Ridge. And um, it was really seamless. If you have a home-based business, it doesn't really matter anymore where you are. You can operate from pretty much anywhere, which is Great. So, which gives me a leg up in this current environment because I had been operating virtually for so many years. So, that certainly helped. Um, so, when we moved to Oak Ridge, um, still ran the business for a while, but um, I and I was a client of the Small Business Development Center. And I'll talk some more about what we do. And that when that position became open, I realized, well, that might be actually kind of neat to helping other entrepreneurs with training and counseling and so forth. So that's how um, I became um, a counselor and the director of the center here. And that's actually where you and I met, Kenneth. It's We, we were talking about that before we got on, and it's been right. over 11 years. It it's has been. My days at the Oak Ridge Chamber, and we worked very closely together and developed an excellent relationship and have kept in, kept in touch with one another all these years. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know, so I don't know how you put up with me. <laughs> You are funny. Uh, uh, so Kenneth worked for the chamber and I'm actually a tenant in the chamber building. So I do work for Rhone State Community College. But we found that entrepreneurs, when they have questions, they don't think of a college to go to. They go to the local chamber to get some information. That's why I'm located at the Oak Ridge Chamber. I do cover seven counties surrounding the area. So let me tell you a little bit about who we are, what we do and all that good stuff. So we are in part funded by the Small Business Administration, the SBA, but we're not the SBA. We're like your boots on the ground technical assistance providers. There are 15 of us just in the state of Tennessee. It's a nationwide network. So what do we do? We provide a lot of training events on how to start a business, business planning, marketing, social media, government contracting, you name it. What we also provide, which is a really good benefit, is free and confidential counseling. There is no hook. I'm not trying to sell you something down the road. It's just a free service that I would like to encourage all small businesses 
to take advantage of. There's one in Knoxville as well. It's located at the Knoxville Chamber. That's like my, my sister office, the closest one. So it's a free service. It's confidential. So I would encourage everybody to take advantage of it. You can go to the website to learn more, which is www.tsbdc.org. Awesome. Well, I think you got everyone's attention when you said free. Right? It should be. It's, and there's really no hook. We're just, um, that's why we're contracted with a small business administration. They cover um, a good amount of our operating costs. And the other portion is contributed by what we call our host institution, like Rhone State puts in the rest of the money necessary to offer that to small businesses in the service area. Awesome. So, well, you know, you and I discussed before we started recording the, the timeline of our uh, coordinating this uh, this dialogue. Mm-hmm. And so I guess the first time I reached out to you was about three or so weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at that time, it was before the initial stimulus package or stimulus bill was passed. Right. And so we had one um, perspective and then it passed. And at, at that time, we had picked a date. And then we said, well, now we need to change our topic because it's actually passed. And so now that we're actually doing the interview, um, things have changed again. So it's it's yeah. been a very, very fluid situation. Um, I'll give you the huge shout out just today. Uh, within the last hour, uh, I saw a lady on Facebook who needed some help, uh, needed an, an SBA question answered. I tagged you in the post. The lady called you to, um, and uh, by the time I sent a follow-up email uh, to connect them, which was within a half an hour, um, there was already um, there was already a conversation that you had with her, mm-hmm. and you all were already rocking and rolling, and you already you'd already answer questions. So um, Yuda is great at her job, so we're going to heavily we're going to put some information out um, so that if you have questions that you need answered, you'll be able to contact you. So absolutely appreciate um, that. No worries. With that being said, we want to be relatively focused in what we talk about today because we want to be efficient and we want to give people specific help. So Yuda has taken the time to create uh, an outline uh, and really some talking points for uh, today's discussion. Uh, And I'll read those very quickly and then I want to let uh, her get right into them. So we're going to talk about um, how to continue customer engagement, ideas to improve the cast position of your business, Ideas to improve the profitability of your business. Account how to control your inventory. And for in questions that you ask. So I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up and I'm gonna let you provide a wealth of information to the people out there and we'll help out how we can. Perfect, perfect. And I've told Kenneth he's more than welcome to make like the talking points available to you as well. Um, and I'm going to focus mainly on some, some key bullet points that, and if there's anything that you want more um, information on, you have more question on, or some free and confidential help with all of that, just reach out to me. So the first um, area is continue customer engagement. So what are some things you want to think about? Well, first of all, I always start any marketing discussion on Do you know your target markets? Do you know your key target customers? Can you define them? So this will always be the first question. And you might have to redefine your target market now that we're in this point in time. 
And that might be a good um, starting point. The next one is you want to communicate regularly with your customers. You want to keep fostering those relationships. You have to communicate. What are your business hours? Are there any special needs um, for orders? Any like, is it only curbside delivery? Um, can you order online and you will ship it for free? Do you have any specific promotions going on? You also want to understand what your customers challenges are. What are they going through? What is important to them? And then make sure you're offering a solution to them, specifically cater to their problems. The situation we're in right now is everybody has their own set of problems, one way or the other. But the more you can communicate and try to understand your customer, the better that relationship will be. You also want to strengthen your digital communications, your online presence. There are a lot of businesses that are kind of had to embrace the online platforms and that whole environment more than they care to. So, but it's very important to stay engaged with your customers. Use social media, email, have your website updated. Um, very important to update your, your online profiles if there's a different hours or something, because people will go online and they see one set of information. They get very aggravated if that's not what it is. Also keep your website updated so I can go there and see, well, what, let's see, are they still open? Um, do I need to make an appointment? Um, can they get my order ready and I'll pick it up at the curb? All those things you need to communicate with your customers. Don't leave it up to them guessing and saying, well, I can't find anything. I'll just go with somebody who is communicating all this information to me. So you want to use technology to really expand your services. You can do Facebook Live. You can do videos like Kenneth, what is it doing here? A great service to the small businesses. Um, you can do e-commerce if you might have not done that before. That might still bring in some revenues for you. Just sell online. Um, a lot more companies are using apps or they have had their apps, but they've really not utilized them to the fullest extent. And of course, video conferencing. I mean, you've all been, probably been in some type of Zoom call by now and had very interesting experiences with that. But it's becoming. <laughs> have you, Kenneth? <laughs> well, I have. It ha they haven't been to the level of the SNL skit that I saw uh, last week. <laughs> yes. but I've, I've had some interesting experiences for sure. Absolutely. So it's just something. And I do believe that part of this will stay with us even when we reopen because teleworking will still be encouraged. Uh, the limitation of no more than 10 people. I do believe that whole telecommuting and teleconferencing is something that will be here to stay. Have you seen mm -hmm. that? That yes. you think that'll happen? I, I do believe so. I don't think that we're going to leave this state um, that we're in anytime soon. And even when things are restricted, um, the, the new normal will allow for a significant amount of, tele, of telework. So, yes, yes. Okay. That's forward. kind of what I'm thinking, too. So you mm -hmm. might as well embrace it and use it to the fullest extent for your company. And that can be for you with your customers. That can be with you and your employees, your other stakeholders. Because there's really so many different um, legs to that stool. It's not just your customers. So the next area I wanted to focus on is how to improve your cash position. 
I've heard of a lot of business that been trying to get the different disaster loans through the SBA or even file for unemployment and nothing is working right. The disaster loans are currently out of funding. We hope that they will be refunded very soon here. But there's only so much money to go around and the need is so much greater than what Congress can continue to put in. So first thing you want to do is you want to have a cash flow forecast, which is pretty much a calendar of saying, what kind of will be my expenses? What will I have expect to pay out this month and when? And what position does that put me in? And that is a very good practice for a business to do anyway, but a lot of businesses just don't do that. You want to keep an eye just on your cash cycle. You also want to be careful when you run promotions that you're still making a profit. It's one thing to still keep selling things, but in the end, you may not be making any money, and which again negatively affects your cash position. You want to make full use of your terms of credit with your suppliers. Don't pay earlier than you have to. And again, time that correctly, knowing when you that bill becomes due and what else you might have to shift around. So it's just really your income and your expenses, you want to time them properly. Also, you want to be communicating, be very transparent with your bank, who you bank with. The earlier they know there is a problem, the more willing they will be to work with you. They just do not want to be left in the dark. And yes, they will find out if there's a problem. Mm -hmm. It always seems to surprise people. So clue them in early. They do want to be your partner. Just be very transparent and open with them and say, hey, can you help me out in any way? Like we've seen a lot of banks are offering deferments on even loans you might have or something. They're not going to knock on your door and say, hey, would you like a deferment? You need to be proactive and work with them and see what they can do in your partnership to help you out. That is probably one of the key things that I would like commun to communicate to the small businesses. So certainly keep an eye on your monthly expenses. If there's some things that you might not need right now, some subscriptions, you kind of want to have two buckets. It's the must have and the would like to have. Yeah. So there's some things that maybe right now that you can turn off, that you can take advantage of again later. But at this point, what can you cut? What can you reduce? Mm -hmm. Certainly look at that. Also reach out to all your creditors. There might be some other deferments as like suppliers and so forth. They might be willing to give you an extension on those terms. And there are also several tax credits that are available now. So be sure you keep looking at the IRS website. They have a, a website, irs.gov forward slash coronavirus, where it's a one-stop shop for any tax advantages you can have as a business at this point. There are payroll tax credits, retention payroll tax credits. So be sure you take advantage of anything and everything that could help you out in that extent. Mm -hmm. Did you have any questions about that, Kenneth? Anything? Oh, that... great. Okay. Great advice. I just, when you talk about cutting expenses, I know my employer, we've had several calls and, and our CEO has asked everyone uh, um, to pitch in. Um, and so for business yes. owners out there, whether you have two employees or whether you have uh, 100 employees, uh, I would encourage you all to get the perspective of those individuals because uh, it's so you've got so many things on your plate right now as a business owner. 
it mm -hmm. probably would be virtually impossible for you to think of every single avenue that you could use in order to cut some of your expenses. So bring your employees into the fold, ask them questions, get their perspective Absolutely. and see if they're able to help you um, save some of that, that money as well. But, but that's all I wanted to add. Please keep going. Yuta. Or there might be some expenses that you at the top level might think this is not really something we need right now. But when you talk to your employees, they may be like, wait a minute, but then we're losing this or this is actually an opportunity. Mm, then, but it's very important to, to get that dialogue great going point. and get everybody at every level involved and really better understand what is Absolutely. necessary. Absolutely. So one thing I wanted to talk about, too, is the profitability of your business. So first of all, again, besides the cash flow analysis, you want to have regular financial statements at least once a month for your business. And there are a couple of reasons for that. One, it's much hard, easier to catch a mistake in a month it happened. It could be a transposing a number. It could be a typo. It could be something like if my phone bill usually is 100 bucks and I accidentally put in another zero, it makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. But if I do something like that every month and I only look at it at the end of the year, you will go crazy mm -hmm. trying to figure out where that difference comes from. So for that alone, it's a great practice now and ever. You want to focus on what is profitable, not just making sales. And the profitable kind of has two angles. What are my products and services that are more profitable? And what are some of my customers that are more mm. profitable? Mm. There are a lot of customers who are more high maintenance. Mm -hmm. They take a lot of your resources. So you want to focus on products and services and the customers that are most profitable to you. I always say not every customer is a good customer or one that you want to work super hard to keep. Well, and you're right. I'm, me being in sales, one thing that, that we try to live by is uh, no deal is better than a bad deal. So yes, <laughs> and, and as, as I know business owners and typically the customers that want the biggest discounts or that um, have you the most are generally the ones that you're making the least marginal. They're your yes. least profitable customers. Typically Absolutely. the customers who are high end in terms of the level of margin or profitability, those are typically your low maintenance customers. Yes. So that's very important to do that analysis, especially right yeah. now. Who is like your your best customers that bring you the most profit and that are easy mm -hmm. to work with? And there are mm -hmm. some customers you will never please, no yeah. matter what you do. Yeah. They always exist. Mm -hmm. I used to build websites, one of my entrepreneurial avenues. And they are so hard to price because a lot of websites might seem very small. It's just a couple pages and it won't be too hard. Oh my gosh, it's like a black hole. Mm -hmm. And the customer is never happy and they don't know exactly what they want from the beginning. And you will put hours and hours in it if you have a fixed rate, especially. Mm -hmm. So, but live and learn, right? Yes. Absolutely. So then I wanted to talk a little bit about accounts receivable management. So also make sure you stay in touch with your customers because we talked earlier, they all have their, all, their own sets of issues during this time. Try to understand what they're going through. Is there maybe a problem with the product or service you provided and they just haven't told you? Just create a dialogue. Maybe if you can have a payment plan 
or if they tell you, hey, I applied for this loan, I've been approved, it's coming, can you just kind of give me two more weeks or something? Like I said, with the banks, you want to create a dialogue with your customers and understand what is going through. So once everybody's back on their feet, they will remember who treated them right. Yeah. So like you worked with me back then, hey, you, you're a good supplier of mine. Mm-hmm. You also want to establish realistic credit limits for your customers as you enter into new contracts, products and services. What kind of terms can you extend? Because as much as it's important to work with your customers, it can't be at your expense of your profitability in your business. So it needs to have a healthy balance. And you also want to make sure that your invoicing is managed properly that you're invoicing in a timely manner, that you do follow up with the customers when the bills are overdue. That is something that we often see is lacking where the bills are sent out. Then comes time payroll, the business owner goes like, how come I can't make payroll? It's like, well, have you set up what we call an accounts receivable aging list? These are due like over 30 days. These are due more than 45 or 60 days. So I know who I need to follow up with. Because mm-hmm. again, most people will not contact you. It's like, yeah, I know I'm a month overdue, but just wanted to let you know in case you didn't realize it yet. Mm-hmm. So you need to be proactive on that level as well. Which brings me to the next session about section about controlling your inventory. So as much as possible, you want to keep your inventory levels low to free up the cash that you can use for your other regular expenses. Now, you still might have had a bunch of inventory from before all this mess happened. You want to get rid of that inventory, but at the same time, again, keep in mind, you still want to make a profit. Don't give it away or pay more than you bought it for in the end. So be very careful. And again, see whatever you can negotiate with your suppliers. Maybe you can get some smaller quantities that you can buy where you say, hey, I can't buy an order of 100 right now. Can we do 50 or something? And since the suppliers are hurting too, it's better to sell 50 than none. Yeah, right? Cool. So that's, that's really the thing where small or big, we're all having our own set of issues and everybody should be willing to negotiate with everybody to keep this economic machine going. So that was kind of what I had prepared for the for the part of the financial section. Was there anything I should clarify more from your no, end? No, I'm, and I, if people have questions, feel free to leave it in the comment section. We'll have absolutely on, um, on social media, on LinkedIn, as well as um, Facebook. So if you have any questions or you want further clarification, please don't hesitate to uh, to leave those in the comment section. Perfect. Which brings me to the last section. I wanted to talk a little bit about having a plan for opening. We're all following the information that's coming out of the governor's office, but there's still some guidance lacking as to how will that look like? Will it be like a light switch and everybody's back on? I don't think so. It will be phases. We're still supposed to social distance. I've seen we're still supposed to not have gatherings of 10 or more people, mm-hmm. but a lot of businesses Either they just hear you can open again and they're gung-ho and they're ready to go. And then they will be told, well, but you need to kind of follow these guidelines. So you need to listen carefully to what 
the rules are so you don't get in trouble. And also you wanna make sure that your customers feel safe, that they can do business with you and you're concerned about their well-being. So just mm -hmm. listen, don't just rush to, I know everybody's ready to get going and I gotta make money, mm -hmm. I get that. But listen to the instructions. So you wanna make a plan. Oh, here's some questions you wanna ask yourself. So again, how have your key customers and suppliers been affected? Are the people that I've been selling to or buying from able to already do business with me? They might be in a state that's still shut down, mm. for example. Mm -hmm. If I sell mainly out of state, it still might do me not much good that I'm open now. Or my suppliers might be in a state that's still shut down. Mm -hmm. So I might have to, again, look again at my customers and maybe look for different suppliers. So keep that in mind before I get going. Can I do business already? And how does that have to be different mm -hmm. compared to before? You want to have a communications plan with all stakeholders. That includes your employees. What can you expect? What is my staffing plan? Um, how will, will part of the employees still work from home? Who will come in? Will it be somewhat of a staggered schedule? How do we communicate? Like if you get sick, we definitely do not want you coming in. What is kind of the procedure? So everybody knows what the expectations are. Mm -hmm. Very critical. I think a lot of businesses were caught by surprise when the shutdown happened. Everybody was supposed to stay home. So some employees had like internet access at home or a laptop, some did not, they only had their phone. So everybody kind of had to figure things out how to even communicate with each other. So don't get caught in that again and have a plan before opening. You wanna communicate with your suppliers and again with your customers. How will we communicate with you if and when there are changes? Be very transparent with all your stakeholders. Do you have a marketing strategy in place? Are you going to have a grand whiz-bang opening? Um, are you going to use social media? A lot of companies these days I use, they use social media mm -hmm. to make other consumers aware. Have you seen that too? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, th and that's a great avenue to use. Use it to your fullest extent. Mm -hmm. um, make them aware. Am I going to be open every day? Is it going to be half day, couple hours? Or you can order but we'll bring your order to the door to the curb do we want you coming in are we going to limit like how many people you bring with you um, i've seen in some grocery stores some families seem to use it as a social outing they bring uh, the whole yeah. family right i was talking to a friend of mine about that very same topic uh last evening i actually went to the grocery store yesterday uh and there was uh it, it was it was relatively crowded i'll say that it's relatively yes. crowded so have a plan, send one person, get what you need and get out just to keep yourself and the store clerks healthy that are still out there every day for us. Absolutely. We're so grateful for that. So have a strategy in place. Will you op offer the same product and service as before? Or you might have found there's some different things I can offer that I even, hadn't even thought of. Mm -hmm. Just think about that. What are some things that people have asked me for? We've seen a lot of companies producing things they've never done before, offering things that they've never done before. You don't have to stop doing that if that brings you a new market. Yeah, 
Uh, I Pretty know a gentleman. Sorry to interrupt. I know a gentleman who owns a local bakery, and they have experimented with a wide variety of different um, breads and sandwiches. So, um, and I'm sure that some of those will will stay once we yes. uh, open business back up. So, yeah, no, you're exactly right. Great. So, point. just rethink, rethink that for sure. Um, will you continue online ordering? You might have started it out of necessity. Why stop? Continue offering it. I tell you, there are a lot of people who are very hesitant, even if the government says we're open. They're like, I'm not ready. Mm -hmm. I'm not ready to go to the store. So cater to those customers too and don't cut them off. Yeah. Yep. I think the more options you can give your customers to meet them at their comfort level, the better off you will be. Great. So continue that. Um, local delivery services maybe. We've heard a lot of those contactless deliveries. I'll drop it at your door and we don't even need to have, an, have a personal exchange, whatever makes you most comfortable. Like I've seen a lot of pharmacies doing that too. They just bring it to the house. You don't even have to come out to the drive-thru if you're just not comfortable. Mm -hmm. So again, why stop if it works? And if it's, if it's that di differentiator yeah. for a customer, oh, yeah. Yeah. To say you go in that extra mile, it's worth even paying a little extra. Yeah, that is, or changing what your favorite is, right? You, yes, you've got a local um, hamburger joint, but they only take people that come in uh, into their facility to eat. But you know, maybe your second or third favorite hamburger joint delivers. Right now, I would say there's going to be a significant percentage of people that will go with their second or third option just because, like you said, they're not ready yet. They're not comfortable. Nope. going out into groups of, of people right now. So that's a great point. And especially people that have um, health concerns. Yes. They're mm -hmm. not going to be ready for a while and for valid reasons. Well, yeah, no, people that have high blood pressure and obesity and yeah, they're, they're certainly um, not going to be going anywhere for a while. Absolutely. So, so just because we're opening up again, don't think those are not things you should continue because they can really set you apart from your competitors. That's what we're about. Understanding your customer and solving their problem. Absolutely. And Absolutely. that has changed. Yes. Yes, it has. It has and, changed. And it, will, and it will continue to change. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. One other things I would like to mention, there might be filings you've gotten behind on. I know the tax deadline has been extended, but there could be business license might have expired and maybe your clerk's office has been closed. So go see if there's anything that might have expired that you need to renew. Mm. Just kind of go through your records. There might be some things that just fell through the cracks or you just couldn't do it at this point. Or like mm. getting an ID renewed, things like that. So personally or professionally, just kind of see if there's anything that you need to take care of once mm -hmm. those offices open again. You also want to make a list of lessons learned. What have we learned from this whole experience? Uh, what yeah. was harder than it should have been? What could we do differently? What would we have needed to have in place to make this easier next time? That comes down even to, well, I got everything saved on my computer at work, but I can't access it right now. And I can't remember my passwords to do it from home. <laughs> Could happen, right? 
I almost sounded like a plug for the IT company right there, you. Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or how can I remotely access my computer Absolutely. or my network? All those things a lot of businesses are still struggling with. They're just now finally kind of figuring it out. So a lot of really things around IT should be in the lessons learned pile, Absolutely. if you will. Absolutely. Even things like, do we have every employee's cell phone number or home phone? So we can get a hold of them if there are any updates. Mm -hmm. So I think there are a lot of lessons learned of things that you could do differently. Um, do you have like a list of your vital business information that you can access aside from general customer records and so forth? Like a lot of businesses were struggling trying to fill out the applications for the loans, not being able to access the information they needed down to like even what's my EIN number? Well, it's mm -hmm. on my desk, but I can't get there right now. Yeah. So have a list of just the vital information of your business that you might need. So I think there are a lot of lessons to be learned. Great point. Have a business continuity plan in place. Again, from those lessons learned, you make, you put together a plan to say, okay, this is how we do things differently next time around, or if anything happens. I mean, it could be like you have a water main break at your business. It doesn't have to be a disaster like this where everybody's affected. Mm -hmm. So the continuity at different levels, chances are something will happen at some point. Just have a plan in place. Why not? Mm -hmm. And last but not least, make a risk assessment of all the things that could happen. What is the likelihood and what would be the impact of that risk on my business? Is it a minor inconvenience? Is it a showstopper? And then for each of those risks, have some mitigation in place. What could I do to minimize that risk? What could I do to solve that issue? How would I get around? Like that goes down to even like insurance. Mm -hmm. Like some of those risks you can mitigate with insurance. Some you can mitigate just with planning, having a plan B, if you will. But that all goes hand in hand with that lessons learned and the continuity plan and assess those risks. Mm -hmm. Those are some of the talking points. I know it was a lot of information, but those were some of the points that I've seen businesses needing, working with them hand in hand through this process. And that I would like to just every business to kind of really take to heart and think about some of those things. Some things might have been like, I kind of know, but I hadn't really thought about it that way. Uh -huh. Some might be like, oh, I didn't consider that. Well, a lot of really, really good information. And when you and I spoke before, we talked about doing a two-part series where we would talk about the yeah. different loans and, and what that yes. meant. So uh, I guess we can talk offline and see if that still makes sense to do another part or, or not. I think it will, because from what we hear, um, Congress is not just reloading funds, if you mm -hmm. will. Mm -hmm. They're making changes to the loan programs. Okay. And we hope to learn more by tomorrow. Okay. Um, for example, there will be a pot of money set aside for the truly small businesses, 10 and less. Oh, wow. Okay. That have had a hard time getting access 
to the funding in the first round. Mm -hmm. So less than 10, um, what we call underbanked businesses mm -hmm. that have not had relationships with the bigger banks, banks mm -hmm. that participate, minority owned, women owned. So there's $60 billion supposedly set aside for those businesses. So as you know, soon as I have more info on that, mm -hmm. I would like to just share them with you. You know, we, we do we can do that. And, you know, it may make more sense because of how quickly things are moving. Maybe we can talk about doing that via uh, Facebook Live and even take absolutely questions and have people ask questions while we do it. Absolutely. So as soon as I have that info in my hands, I will be in touch with you. We can mm -hmm. do a really quick um, discussion on what we know so far, mm -hmm. what we don't know. Um, and also in the meantime, if anybody has any questions about the disaster loans or maybe has applied but mm -hmm. hasn't heard anything, yeah, I'm more than absolutely. happy to help with that as well. Because there are a lot of people are still in the pipeline mm -hmm. somewhere and they're just in limbo as to am I just waiting to be approved or was there no money when it came to my spot in line? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, well you, will you let me know when you find out? Uh, and absolutely. We'll set up a time and let's do that. Let's do a Facebook Live and let's get some information out there to people and, and get some questions answered. We'll do that. I appreciate awesome. the opportunity, Kenneth. Thank no, you. No, thank you. Thank you so much, Judah. We look forward to talking to you again soon, okay? Sounds good. Thank you.